0: Hey, 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 everybody. Hola, bonjour, hello, zdravstviti. I am Pavel, Pavel Titlovsky and I'm here with you on a beautiful afternoon with another episode of the PavelCast, episode four with Aaron Guy. Uh, Aaron Guy is a buddy of mine. We've known each other for a while here in San Diego. He is smart. He's talented. He has a beautiful molasses-like voice that just basically meant for podcasting and radio. So you're going to love it. We have a long kind of ranging conversation basically about him growing up in Trinidad, going to Baltimore, his journey through the world to San Diego. We talk about his higher education career. We talk about how in the Caribbean, it's a travesty. There's no marijuana tourism. Come on, legalize it. There's money to be made there. Um, We talk about going to Baja, Mexico. He's been a few times. I've never been from Tijuana to Ensenada to de Guadalupe, which is the wine country. It sounds amazing. I need to get my ass over there. We talk about my first date off hinge, how Aaron quit Instagram. Hey, it's a real addiction. and He shows us that it's really, it's good not to do it. He he tells us how to get off. Um, We talk about RSS readers, the old school OG way of consuming content. We use Elon Musk's beautiful teleportation, tremendous teleportation machine to go to phase two basketball court in Trinidad in the height of the 90s, you know, basketball era, a lot of fun. And one of my favorite points was Aaron talking about his grandma and this one little piece of wisdom from the from his grandma that I'll leave you with now, you know, words Spoken words have power. So the things you say out loud, inside your head, they all have meaning and power over you. And so be positive. Don't let two minutes, don't let something bad ruin the rest of your day. And we also obviously touch upon data and AI in the higher ed setting. It was wonderful. I loved it. Come along. Enjoy. And we're live with the podcast. Hey yo! Hey Live from La Jolla, Sunday, beautiful Sunday. I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, here with my buddy Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going?
1: Good. We got Japanese whiskey, so it's good. It's not bad, actually. <laughs> not, not bad at all. Yeah.
0: Open the bottle, because I want only people to know what this is. For the episode four of the podcast, we have Nikka Whiskey, pure malt.
1: Your assessment? Nice. Too? It's good. I Apparently I like needs ice to be honest. I yeah, that that's true. Kind of yeah. Up with it. I like whiskey and bourbon, but like I'm not a snob about it because I will drink anything from like Jim Beam to like, you know, Top Shop something.
0: What, what do you drink in your house? Like, what do you buy usually?
1: I have uh, one of the I think a bourbon that I usually always have in the oh. house would be like a Blue Buffalo. No, blue Buffalo. That's the dog food. Um, you buffalo Trace. I do have Blue Jacks. Buffalo for packs that's yeah that's what was there no uh buffalo trace buffalo trace is uh but that's a bourbon like kentucky bourbon that's like like that one
0: yeah woodford like all those classics. yeah Yeah. makers
1: yeah yeah i have a i have like a tiny thingy of makers and then i always have rum because i'm from the caribbean and like it's it's sacrilegious to not have rum if you're from how do you uh,
0: drink rum in the caribbean usually uh
1: Bunch like, vodka, of
0: like, Russians take vodka shots.
1: Yeah, so definitely rum shots, for sure. Just Sippers
0: rum. or, like, literal shots?
1: Either way, like, well, people don't do a lot of shots. and Like, they will do shots to celebrate certain things, whatever, but it's not, like, common, common, you know? Yeah. More like sip. Okay. Like, rum on the rocks, and you sip. And then you can always go with the classic rum and coke. Yeah. And one of the things that's big in Trinidad is um, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Scotch huge like growing up I thought Johnny Walker was, was made it? in Trinidad. Yeah, because it's so popular. I didn't even know it was like Scottish.
0: Black. It's black. Johnny Walker. Black. All yeah.
1: All of them are popular, but Black is the, like the most popular. That's interesting. And people do um Johnny Walker Scotch and coconut water. Oh. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had that. yeah. Scotch on like and you have to get like ice cold coconut water, like cold coconut water. Straight from the
0: coconut, or can I do it from like a can or whatever?
1: Well, straight from the coconut is like preferred. Snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um yeah, but scotch mm. and coconut water is a big drink, and obviously rum and coke is big. And then just rum and it rocks.
0: It's interesting. So, I went to this Indian wedding. Mm. I don't know if you know this. Like, for an Indian wedding, apparently, like, the mark of a good Indian wedding mm-hmm. is having Johnny Walker black... Like, available in the open bar.
1: Like, they live by Johnny <laughs> Walker Black. There's that's a lot of Indian community in Trinidad, right? Yeah, like, 50% of the population, or probably more than 50% population is Indian. So, maybe that's where we it got it from. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Walker is good shit. I love that. I love Johnny Walker.
0: How old, how old were you when you moved from Trinidad?
1: I came to the U.S., like, after high school, for college. Okay. So, I came, yeah, I did, like, SATs and stuff like that, back in Trinidad. How and... I, I did well enough to get a scholarship, that's okay, why I came to the US, right. so, so like when I submitted my scores, uh, Morgan State in Baltimore gave me a scholarship, and that's how I came up.
0: That was it,
1: huh? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was uh, 2000, yeah, 2000. Came up, 19 years old, Morgan State. I don't know where Morgan State is, you said it's in Baltimore? It's in Baltimore, yeah.
0: Where? In uh it's on it's co- not a state school. It is. It's a state school? Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's a Maryland state school. It's a HBCU. It's right on, you know, Cold Spring Lane?
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah,
1: it's right on Cold Spring. How big is it? It's, um, I would say...
0: HBCU, historically black college and and university. University. Yeah,
1: it's about, uh, it's not huge, like about 15,000. It's not small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it
0: compare to, like, Morehouse? That's, like, the one...
1: But, yeah, yeah so, know, like, certain know. HBCUs have, like, have like like Howard in D.C., Morehouse yeah. in Atlanta. Um, and then you have, like, a few others in, in, in the South and stuff like that. There's, like, more, like, prestigious HBC. It's, like, a standard state. It's a, it's a state, normal state school. It's just a standard state school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Behind, so like... So, you don't get,
0: like, any of the financial aid or anything because you're not from America. Correct. So, you have to get... It takes extra special to figure out a way to pay to go to school here.
1: That's why the scholarship helped. Like, That's if I didn't cool. get a scholarship, I wasn't going to school in the U.S.
0: Okay. Are there schools? I mean, there must be schools in Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: There's this big, like, the university. So, there's the University of the West Indies, which is, like, the big one. And it has campuses in most of the Caribbean islands. Yeah. Actually, one of the main campuses is in Trinidad. Uh, but I didn't want to go to... They call it UE, UWI. Um, I don't want to go to UWI. Why? I
0: just close to
1: home yeah i wanted to get out man i was like i've been traveling since i could before i can talk like my, my mom used to work for what used to be what caribbean airlines is now it used to be called bwia which was british west indian airlines okay when it was still under british colony and stuff like that and she worked for um bwia for years but while she worked there because she worked there we would get free flights that's so, awesome. yeah, so my mom, my dad and me, we used to travel a lot, like go to come to the U.S., go to the U.K., a lot of trips to the U.K., stuff like that. So, like before I could walk and talk, I was like traveling like every summer break, every winter break. Is
0: there something that stands out to a place where you like you really liked it? Like, oh, yeah. Well, I
1: spent a lot, spent a lot of time in London yeah. my
0: my and family there.
1: Kind of like distant family. Yeah. 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 So we used to go there a lot. And then, it's not that close, right? I
0: mean, that's like no, a it was like flight. yeah,
1: it was like a eight nine hour flight from Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was yeah. I have like a lot of. I haven't been to the UK since nineteen ninety nine. That was the last time I was there. But like, I have a lot of childhood memories from like spending summers and winters there. In there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When
0: you flew, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, not much though, I guess. Did, did do you still remember flying when people smoked on the airplanes? Oh, yeah.
1: My dad used to smoke. Just like straight up yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah. on the airplane? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's so hard to fathom now. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And he's, Every now and then, I, I fly on an older airplane that still has the ashtrays on the <laughs> seats. It's like, because he could tell us an airplane from like the 80s or 90s and they, they just like haven't gotten, haven't changed their seats. But yeah, yeah. I remember those days, man. And then... There was, I, I, re, I remember seeing the amount of smoking area decrease. So, there was okay. a point in time where, like, the smoking area was in the back of the plane. But, like, from what it felt like to me, and I could be just remembering this incorrectly because I was a child, True. but it felt like the entire back half of the fuselage was smokers. Smoking area, yeah. And then, like, over time, they decreased it because smoking became more of a, like, a. You know, yeah, and then it, I like one of the last rooms I have people smoking plane. It was just like the last three rows was the smoking area. Like,
0: did they man. have like fans blowing this shit out? I don't remember, Definitely man. No. But probably like, not. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. someone smoking on the plane, the rest yeah, of the
1: plane yeah, yeah, gone, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Man. Back in the day, you can just light up, man. Yeah, interesting. It's gr- good times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not bad. I Being a child, second-hand smoke in a fucking airplane, yeah. I mean, you're
0: flying, you're in the Caribbean, Have you, what about just pot on the plane, just lighting up? That
1: No, no. You can't do you it. You know what? It's, it's not so, illegal there, right? It's not. It's so stupid. It's so, so, too- oh, it's so <laughs> stupid. No, exactly, right? It's so stupid that the Caribbean is primed to just be like a marijuana mecca of Tourism, the world right, right? you can make so much money but like it's just you know propaganda colonialism um uh religion all these things traditionalism all of that just makes people the authorities against it now the young people it's is definitely a shift so like now in trinidad there's like a young coalition and like activists and stuff of like that who are trying to push the government to legalize it at least right now they're trying to push it to at least decriminalize it and stuff like that so and that's that's kind of cool because that did not exist when i was a teenager but the teenagers and the 20-somethings now they are pushing for that so change is happening we just you know the third world countries third world in quotes countries are always like 10 20 years behind Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like you know the u.s just legalized gay marriage in 2015 Trinidad is still behind the curve, still a lot of homophobia, but there's a young right. group that are, like, they are, like, pushing that, like, I, I think last year, this, this, um, uh, a bunch of young people tried to hold, like, the first gay pride parade in Trinidad, oh, and I think it was, like, super small, and it wasn't, like, a big deal, but you can tell, like,
0: you know, Five years we can't even imagine throwing it exactly.
1: Right? Yeah, so maybe in like 10 15 years, they can get where they need to be. But it's just what's the
0: government like? Is it like a parliament?
1: Yeah, it's like under the British system. Well, it follows the British system. Trinidad got independence from Britain in I should know my history, I think it's 62. Okay, um, so we're a young country, yeah. like we only got independence in 62, so it's still pretty young. Um, but like with many other or almost every other. Uh, whether it is Caribbean Island or any other country that was ruled under colonialism, imperialism, when when the colonizers leave, they're still colony colon- colonizer mindsets. Still in there. Right? Yeah. Still in there. You still have people who like think they 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 sort of inject the authoritative way that was were brought upon them onto their Mm. Uh, people, you know mm. what I mean. So that type of thing, still a lot of corruption and stuff like that. So there's a lot of shit that needs to be cleaned up. It's
0: what's your time frame? Fifty years? Pff,
1: I don't know. I mean, That's things. What I say about Russia yeah, like yeah, yeah. It things keep getting better. You know, it depends on what what's your measurement for when is it as at a good place? I don't know what that means because where it is now is a lot better than where it was twenty years ago. So you know, it's just slow. It's just slow. Slow progress. Yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. It's just slow. But there's also there's there's a there's too much corruption. There are a lot of politicians who uh, understand that being in power and having political influence is profitable. Of course. Really yeah. profitable. Profitable from and safe, right? Because right, no one can go after. Right. It's profitable from the perspective of. You're able to like give yourself contracts for certain gigs, give your friends contracts, give yourself and your friends jobs. And also from the even more illicit illegal part of it, you can you can, you know, lay in bed with certain drug dealers and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. allow drugs to flow through Trinidad or arms to flow through Trinidad and get a cut of it and stuff like that. So there's there's a decent amount of corruption. Mm. Yeah. And Trinidad is a it's a nice hub because we're right next to Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And one of the Difficult parts for drug dealers is getting drugs out of South America and us being right next to Venezuela way to get drugs We are a huge hub to get drugs out of South America. Oh, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of coke coke and stuff for that. Yeah, and then marijuana
0: you guys growing your own on the island
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, but it's illegal, but you know police try to like burn fields and shot people down or shit Mm -hmm. But yeah people grow it's on really small scale because it's illegal no one could like mass produce. Yeah. It's just like small stuff, mom and pop type of thing. Yeah. It's a shame because especially for marijuana, like if that gets legalized or at least decriminalized, that's such a huge revenue stream. It's 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 silly that the people in charge are so myopic that they can't see how they can turn this into a huge benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Like Trendad's Economically, is in a really good place compared to the rest of the Caribbean, and that's because we rely heavily on oil. Trinidad has
0: oh, it has oil deposits.
1: A lot uh, off the sh- off offshore. The waters? Offshore, okay. we have a lot of offshore oil. Like we have been uh, riding okay. the oil wave oh, no for decades. They the oil boom happened in the late sixties, early seventies. Trinidad fell into a lot of money with the oil boom, and just been riding that oil wave, man. Who, who's
0: developing it mostly?
1: Um, States, we, Venezuela. Um, no, no, no. We we have control of some. Um, a lot of it was controlled by BP, British Petroleum, and then also um, um, uh, like Saudi Arabia, uh, Aramco has a little bit of stake in it as well. But BP probably has the biggest stake. And then we have a national um, uh, called NP National Petroleum that has a lot of it control as well. Um, mm. But mm. yeah. There's a lot of money in that. Interesting. Okay. And it's and I mean, talk about being myopic. We all know where fossil fuels is going, right? It's gonna kill us. We're gonna die. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Like we all know that the profitability of fossil fuels is not gonna last forever. It probably has a century or so left, right? Yeah. So people need to divert into other forms of energy. But you know, the people who have power in Trinidad, they want rock money. They're like, this is making money today, so fuck anything yeah, yeah. else. <laughs>
0: How many people live in Trinidad?
1: 1.2 million. Really small. And more people live in San Diego County than San Diego City. I think San Diego City is 1. 1.3, 1. 1.4 million. Yeah.
0: What about, is Tobago a separate? No, it's the same country. Trinidad we we say
1: yeah. We say Trinidad and we always leave Tobago out and like it, it it Poor Tobago. Yeah, yeah. It gives Tobago an inferiority complex. But the the entire name of the country is Trinidad. Is and it Tobago. two different islands? Two islands, one country. Same people? Uh there's a different Culture subculture to in Tobago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tobago Tobagonians don't really want to fuck with Trinidad like that. Like they they like the simplicity. Uh, of their lifestyle. They like that it's not industrialized, not heavily commercialized. It's very rural, like when we're talking and farming and simple stuff? and stuff like that. They rely heavily on tourism, a Too lot cool. of hotels and stuff like that. But it's just simpler. Okay. And Trinidad is very commercialized, very industrialized. And um
0: like there's skyscrapers, skyscrapers and Trinidad is no skyscrapers. Right.
1: Toledo, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. But yeah, Tamegan is always griping that <laughs> Trinadians are kind of like cramping their style. Who, like, who's in, I guess Trinidad, where's the seat of power? Trinidad. Yeah. And so. <laughs>
0: they,
1: they, the reason why Trinidad and Tobago became one country is because Tobago owed a debt to Trinidad that it couldn't repay. So it's no like shit. Yeah, like a long time ago. And they said, okay, we'll just absorb you. This was like
0: kingdoms back in the day? like Yeah, this was probably
1: like with the colonizers. I think it was between, because I think Tobago. Trinidad was first colonized by the Spanish, Tobago was colonized by the British, and then the British took over Trinidad, and then uh, some exchange happened, and the same rulers took over Trinidad and Tobago.
0: Do you? So, okay, this is going to sound really weird. Colonizers? Yeah. Like we can't really colonize that much in, 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 on Earth anymore. Right, yeah. But I think in our f- lifetime, we're going to go to Mars. Right. Colon- colonize <laughs> Mars. Yeah, yeah do you and as far as we know there's no people there right or right. beings that are alive. right
1: right right. anything sentient yeah what's like what do you what's your thought
0: i get a sense that you know you don't love the whole colonizing thing at no least the way no it happened back right yeah day.
1: i think it depends on what is on mars right like if if there are no sentient beings on mars I wouldn't consider us going to Mars as and, like colonization. Yeah, colonization. No, we can exploit the fuck out whatever resources that are there. Right. So we can exploit resources and suffer like that. But I think colonization also has to do with like control and like. Of the people. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. But if if there's a sentient being or group of sentient species or whatever on Mars and we take their shit over, yeah, like man. that's. You're not cool. With that, right? <laughs> no. You're <going> against that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like. That ain't cool. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. But, I mean, as far as I know, they're not there. But you never know, right? You I never knew. know, I mean, right? one no, could be hiding. Uh, we yeah. could be advanced.
1: We don't know shit. Oh, we could just not able... We don't have the technology to see.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Alright, so you are... are you, eighteen, nineteen 18, 19? And you moved to Baltimore now, right? Yeah. What did you study in school?
1: Uh, IT. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Information systems. I really wanted to... I... I had a pipe dream of doing, like, graphic arts. Okay. Like, being, like, a graphic artist and stuff like that. But that program wasn't... It wasn't robust, and I don't think it was accredited okay. at Morgan State. So, like, I just did information systems, IT. Which was fine, because I love computers as well. Yeah. Like, um so yeah, I did I did that and... But now was, you just...
0: like I I guess I didn't know you... I mean, you must have told me before, but I forgot. But now you do like academia stuff. Yeah. Nothing to do with IT. No. How did that
1: happen? I, I fell into that. So I did IT for my undergrad. And then I did... Um, wait, I'm trying to remember the timeline. I, I did IT at Morgan State. And then I went to oh I worked for Apple for a year in um uh, at you a call center. Bar? No. At a call center. <laughs> they had a call center in Hunt Valley. Okay. In Maryland Hunt Valley and I did that after after college. It was like What was that? It was one of the fucking Horrible? worst jobs. Yeah. What did you have to do? Just answer full and listen to people bitch about their iPod. And
0: then say what, like I'm gonna like try to
1: help them over the phone to <laughs> fix their fucking iPod or to so, fix. Yeah, so directions you could follow. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. It's just it was it was awful. Because you had an IT degree, I guess. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just awful. Uh, so I did that, <laughs> but then I only did that for like about ten months or so. While I was doing that, I applied to grad school, and then I did. Then I started grad school at Towson. Okay. And I did um, um studying uh, IT again, a master's in IT, and then. Uh, in my second year, uh, yeah, bef- right right when I started my second year of the master's program, I took um, a graduate assistant position at a department at Towson. Back then, the department was called EEOL, Extended Education and Online Learning. Okay. And that was my first foray into... Higher Ed administration. Okay. So I started working for them, and because they needed a grad assistant, because they used to run some computer classes, and um,
0: this is like free work study money. Like? Yeah,
1: that's what it is it's grad assistant. You know, so you could work as a grad assistant. You could work twenty hours a week. Um, they pay you tuition, your, your tuition or a portion of your tuition, and you get a little stipend. So it's like they get About twenty hours later, labor, you get you know your tuition paid for with some a little that's stipend. Easy, right. Um, yeah, it's relatively easy. So like. I just became like the department's tech support IT, yeah. slash yeah, yeah that type of thing and but it was fun it was cool and when I grad when yeah when I graduated from the the master's program the department hired me on full time so like they kept me on full time and then because um, you
0: developed relationships and they liked you yeah yeah basically. yeah pretty
1: much yeah yeah and then and they were expanding their like program portfolio and stuff like that so like my duties started to shift from just regular it shit to more manage these programs mm-hmm. or help manage these programs i should say type of thing and what's that, an
0: example of a program
1: oh like the programs that they were offering so like they would offer like like computers different type of like computer certification programs or so they would online offer like or whatever yeah or face-to-face so like they what's would extended offer like learning mean? um it's it's it all So extended learning, continuing education, professional development. Oh, it's
0: like it's not part of a degree program.
1: Right. All those okay. things are, pretty much mean the same thing. Different universities call it different things. Okay. So, um, so, yeah. So I worked for them. And uh, they changed their name from EOL to CPS. Um, so from extended education online learning to CPS, which is Center for Professional Studies at Towson. Okay. And they still call that Center for Professional Studies at Towson. Um, And I went back. While I was working for them and I was, like, getting more responsibilities and stuff like that, I went back to school because I was going to do a doctorate in computer science. Yeah. And I did one year of the doctorate program and I realized that this shit is not for me. Like, I can't stand, like, digging into code anymore. I can't stand... We talked
0: about it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't want to do any of that shit anymore. So, I did the one year of the doctorate, realized that shit wasn't for me, but I knew I still wanted to, like do more in educate in my education so like uh, I switched and I did an MBA program instead. okay so then I did my MBA I was still working for C- um, see yeah that's good yeah and that was so me myself and uh, another buddy of mine we went MBA program together and we were also working at, at, at um. Towson CPS at the same time
0: Where's the MBA from Towson as well Uh yeah
1: as well it was a joint program between Towson like and um, University of Baltimore Okay but it really did it was our University of Baltimore program the diploma came Perfect. from UB and everything Um but we, yeah we were we were Urs of Baltimore was
0: only a professional school like they had law school and they got an MBA and that's it they don't have an undergrad do they I don't
1: think so I can't remember but their law school is their is what they're known what they're for known yeah, yeah 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 they're known for their law school and um yeah, they have the did MBA. Did you learn something in
0: this MBA program?
1: No, no, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, like yeah, what? yeah. Oh, gosh. Like I finance, mean,
0: accounting, whatever. Yeah,
1: you do all of that. There's like finance class, accounting class, analytics, um, organizational behavior, project management, like all that shit. All like,
0: kind of useful, useful stuff. Yeah,
1: HR, all that type of stuff. Um, and then... So you did
0: it part-time while you were like...
1: Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is that hard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't, at that time, I had the energy and motivation that it didn't seem hard. Okay. Like now, if I were to do that now, it will feel like the worst. But at that time, I was motivated and had, I was young were enough you to have With Steph,
0: en- Steph at that time, or were you by yourself?
1: When I was doing the yeah. MBA, um, wait, let me remember timeline. I started the MBA in two thousand nine, and that's when Steph and I started dating. 2009 no 2000 no we started dating in 2008 sorry we started dating in 2008 when i was doing the one year of the doctorate program when i was when i did the first year of the doctorate program phd
0: in computer science yeah out of where
1: it was it it would have been a thousand yeah
0: Mm because you knew that's where the money is coming from But you're like i just can't do it i don't like that shit
1: i don't like that shit at all no all
0: right so you finish your mba Right before I finished the
1: MBA, though, I did my PMP, Project Management Professional. Oof, tough one, yeah. Yeah, I did that. And I did it on my own. You
0: just studied the book, yeah.
1: Bought the book, studied it. In my last semester, the MBA program, I bought the book, studied it, signed up for the exam, did the exam, fucking knocked it (laughs) (laughs) off. It's like, yeah. That PMP, though, so, so I got the PMP in like February of 2011, and then I graduated with the MBA a few months later, May 2011. The combination of the MBA and the PMP probably did the most for my career. Mm. Like it mm-hmm. just I think it, it it like made people think I was valuable. Yeah. Like, like you it know. Had they, a skill set yeah, so it yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So that so then when I graduated from uh with the MBA and had the P M P, you know, I was still working at Towson and then they they, they sort of promoted me mm-hmm. to like a managerial position. And then I just What were you managing? Um what was I what was my title? Um, I think it was called... Comp- uh, shit, wait. It was called Continuing Education and Technology Manager. Okay. So, yeah. I was just managing. The, I was pretty much doing what I was doing, but just having... I was not having the ability to have people report to me. Yeah, yeah. In Like a delegate stuff rather yeah. than doing everything myself, that type of stuff. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just continue kind of like working my way up. And then, Uh, about a year and a half or so before so I left Austin in twenty fifteen. So around two thousand thirteen or so, they promoted me to associate director for Center for Professional Studies and then two thousand
0: fifteen. And that was kinda that sounds like a really real higher ed role.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in twenty fifteen I saw the job opportunity at San Marcos for Associate Dean, applied for it. And there was peace I, out. You just Googled,
0: like, associate dean opportunities?
1: And I didn't Google anything. I was... So every... I wasn't actively searching. Okay. But every now and then, I used to log on to higheredjobs.com. Okay. And that was like a job forum just for jobs in un, at universities. Admin stuff. It's it, Both faculty and admin. Okay. Uh, and not just even admin, but it could be, like, a janitor at a university. Okay. So they only post jobs for higher education for whether it's community colleges, um, four-year universities, yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. So but I, so every now and then, every few months, I would just go on mm. just to see what jobs are out there and because I knew I wanted to stay in a university and I saw the associate dean Why? position. Why?
0: Why stay in a university?
1: I got comfortable with the schedule. Okay. I love having like the winter break. I love that even though I wasn't off for summer, but there was always a lull in the summer because there's not a lot of classes stuff like that so i love the lull in the summer i love being off for like that week and a half or so in winter break i love that they would get like uh, another lull for when the uh, when the students are out on spring break um yeah you like this yeah I, yeah i just got used to that academic schedule the academic yearly cycle yeah i like that whereas corporate is just like Work until you die. <laughs> exactly. Keep right. Working. You know what you know what really did it for me when I found out? Because I, I working at a university is all that I know career wise, right? From okay. I always worked at a university. And so that that winter break I always had. Like when the when the university shut shuts down or like around December twentieth or whatever, we don't come back till like the first week in January. So yeah. I had like two weeks off. So I don't know why. I thought that was normal for like <laughs> every- <laughs> So, I thought, like, everyone who had a job would get that week or two off. And Shouldn't then I found out, way. like, other people, like, had to... I found out other people would get Christmas Day off and then have to go back to work on 26 Yes. And I was like, fuck <laughs> that shit. That's, yeah, that's brutal, man. <laughs> I was like, fuck that uh, shit. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... You know, like, you know, you have New Year's Eve and stuff like that. Like, people were working on the 31st, like, December 31st. Right, and then
0: they celebrate and they go back. And maybe they'll take the second, the first Yeah, stop, Maybe not.
1: That's, that's like, I was like, fuck that shit. So, yeah, yeah, so I knew I didn't want to leave the academic schedule. Like, that yes. type of thing.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people feel the same way, but are not as honest about it as you are.
1: Why lie about it? that's that's a <laughs> huge fucking perk. Huge perk right? Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna lie, but that's a huge perk. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and
0: so now you're associate dean at San Marcos. Yeah,
1: associate dean for uh, extended learning at San. Uh, also, time. so
0: you stayed in that extended learning. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: still in that. Is, education. I guess it's different,
0: right? Because it's different than dealing with undergrad students. A whole different. I thing.
1: still deal with undergrad students. Okay. So. The extended learning means, or oh, extended learning slash continuing education slash extended studies, you know, everyone calls it something differently. Um, but different university systems treat it differently. Okay. So in the, in the uh, university, um, in the Maryland university system, they, it was, the Maryland university system has like 11 or 12 universities. Um, the consortium of universities were very loose. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, they were a system of, of 11 or 12 universities, but they weren't a tight system. Everyone mm-hmm. just did their own thing, and they were really only bonded together for the sake of lobbying. Like, they would come together so that they can lobby, lobby together. For the yeah, the more state, money. Right, okay. to lobby the state for more gotcha. educational funds. That was their one bond. Um, so, they, they treated all the, like, Towson and Morgan or whatever, they treated their extended studies very differently. So, at Towson, it was very hands off, Mm -hmm. like the regular traditional degrees, undergrad and and masters and stuff like that sort of kept extended studies at sort of an arm's length as Mm -hmm. like we Mm -hmm. are the traditional extended studies, you guys just do this continuing education funny thing at the side here. Don't play in our world, that type of thing. Whereas in the CSU system, most there are twenty three campuses. So the CSU system Yeah system. The CSU system is the largest higher ed system in the world you have 23 it's incredible right you have 23 four year institutions all governed under one system mm-hmm. and in the csu system like the like other systems every there's autonomy with every institution like you know san marcos could kind of do what they want to some degree sdsu can do what they want or like you know uh, sac state can do what they want but the chancellors office that oversees that system still has more of a tighter rein and uh, so they they I issue see. executive orders um so there's a ton of executive orders which is pretty much our like constitution this is like the rules we have to play mm-hmm. by that says you have to play in this sandbox if you'll be if you want to be a csu or if you want to operate and give me an example thing. maybe so like one? the executive orders state that in the csu and any uh in uh, any, uh, um, in, uh institute or uh, of higher education like a calcium marcus in the CSU that has an extended studies separate department the extended studies department can offer degrees okay. undergrad degrees graduate so, degrees so it's and kind some, of rules of the role like, right yeah like, they can offer degrees however yeah. they cannot offer a degree that would supplant the state side degree <laughs> let me unpack that yeah please I so, don't understand what that means yeah so in the CSU system like in any other system, any other state school system, the state gives the school or the system money and then the system divides that money between the 23 campuses and the 23 campuses uses that money to offer degrees and stuff like that okay. so students could come. But the money is finite, right? There's a finite amount of money that each campus is going to get. Uh, let's say, For instance, for our yeah, campus, this comes
0: from taxes. I guess you're saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. So there's a finite amount of money that State San Marcos gets okay. to run degrees for students. Now, when they do the math, they realize that okay, given this finite amount of money, we can only offer we can only offer a seat to fourteen to fifteen thousand students. Okay. Right. Uh, let's let's do a more concrete now. We can only offer seats to fourteen thousand students. Okay. Because this is the m- amount of money we got from the state, we can't offer anything more. Because if we offer the fourteen thousand and one student, we it's on our dime, right? Because so we have. You still have
0: to pay as a student, but I guess you're saying it's at a loss, so you there's only.
1: Well, no. So the state, the state gives every campus a bunch of money to offer programs for students. But that they to money have to pay as a student student has to pay but what the students pay is a lot less because oh, the, the state, right yeah deliver. so right now the state what a student pays um uh, in the CSU system is about uh, i should know this i think a full time student pays about 5 to 6000 dollars a semester okay I was going to be
0: like that's a really good deal but I even mean, that's still a good deal right yeah
1: and that's about 50% of what it takes actually offer programming for that student. Okay. The other 50% comes I from see. the state funding. Right? So let me backtrack question. a little bit. Now, an extended studies department like myself, we can offer a degree to the public so that anyone could come, but we can't use state funding to offer it. Got it. So when we offer degrees, it's at market price. Got it. So it's more expensive than the state degrees, but what, the, what one of the executive orders or part of the executive order says is that we cannot offer a degree that would have siphoned a student who would have taken a stateside degree. Mm-hmm. So, like, so what that means is, the state doesn't want us to offer a degree that a student would have taken stateside, but the student saw our degree, I took ours instead, right? So, what well, we why
0: would a student do that if it's more expensive to take yours?
1: Right. So that that's true, but so in order to make sure that that doesn't happen, the executive order says that. Every degree that we offer has to be unique in a way, has to have a unique qualifier um, compared to its stateside counterpart. Okay. So, for instance, uh, a, an example, um, on our campus, there's a stateside degree. You can get a degree in sociology. Okay. Right? It's a traditional, you come to class a few times a week and you get your sociology degree. Our program, we have a sociology degree as well in our accelerating Department. A bachelor's in sociology. But it's completely online. Okay. And because it's online, that's a differentiating factor between ours and there. So therefore, we 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 are allowed to do that because we're not supplanting.
0: Okay.
1: Um. So we have a bunch of degrees that we offer, both undergrad and masters. But there is a differentiating factor between our version of it versus what the state version of it is. So that it's, we're not supplanting.
0: Are the teachers the same mostly?
1: It's all the same faculty. Not, nothing else. Nothing else is different. The faculty are the same faculty that are, are that are. Hired by the academic departments, we work with the departments to get faculty okay. to teach or everything the only thing that's different is the funding so on a state side degree, the student pays a lot less um but in our degree, the student pays more, but we have a lot of perks as to why it's beneficial to pay more on a state side degree I don't know if you remember did you go to college in the u s you went yeah. to college in the US? I don't know if you remember like when you were Going to college when you had to sign up I went for
0: college, an Ivy League college. Nice, where, you, where you go to? <laughs> Columbia, nice, yeah, yeah, Do you
1: remember? I shape. don't know if Columbia had it like this, but like when you had to sign up for classes for like let's say the spring semester, mm-hmm. like you know which classes you want to take, right? But you would have to go and sign up. And then, you ever had like situations where you go to sign up and like
0: you had a num- you got like a number. Like you basically had a time to pick and yeah. you could not always get the class you want. Right.
1: So that's a huge disadvantage with stateside programs, right? A lot of students don't get the classes they want or need because it fills up and stuff. Ah. In our programs, we guarantee seats for every student because we cohort students. Okay. So when I... when a, what does that mean? So students uh, in a stateside program or any other university program, you come into the university, let's say in the fall... And they give you sort of a roadmap as to the courses that they, you're expected to take every semester to graduate on time. Yeah. But you don't have to follow that roadmap, right? You can kind of do your own thing. In our program, you get a roadmap, but you, you're stuck with it. Okay. So we tell you these are the three or four courses you're going to take this fall. You pass these courses, then these are the courses you're going to take in the spring. Yeah. You pass these courses, then these are the courses you're going to take in the summer. Yeah. And it's you're a very... you guaranteed. You're guaranteed seats, and it's a very prescribed roadmap. But what it does is, one, guaranteed seats. Two, our students graduate. Um, uh, has a, we have a graduation rate on time way higher than right. stateside students. So our, 97% of our students actually finish their junior and senior year in two years. Whereas on the state side, um, I think only 35% finish in two, two years, and most of them take the average on the state side. I think it's like about three years to finish your junior and senior year.
0: Is it because you have like online classes that we give you unlimited seats basically?
1: To Is some that- degree, yes. Okay. Um, but doesn't really give you unlimited seats because then faculty don't want to teach large classes. <laughs> 10,000 people, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't have to yeah. Do with right, class. yeah. So yeah, but that that is up that actually plays into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How do you measure success in your role?
1: Oh shit, that's tough because it depends on who's asking the question, right? Yourself, so like, like,
0: like, how do you measure your... like when when you the year will be done? Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, what did I accomplish? Oh, I'm pretty happy. I'm not happy.
1: So I would say, from my perspective, I'll measure success when we're able to offer our programs to. Every year, year over year, I want us to be able to have or provide access to our programs to more and more students. So I want to see growth in the number of students who are able to take our program because we absolutely provide access because we offer like online programs, accelerated programs, evening programs, programs where non-traditional students would have not been able to get the access to because of how traditional scheduling happens on a normal Mm -hmm. campus. Right. So to see more and more students go through our programs and then two to be able to be cost effective so that we have programs even though we offer programs at market value Mm -hmm. we have programs that are really close in price to stateside i love that shit because we could we are showing the state that you can actually be very price competitive in offering these Mm self-support programs without using state funding which kind of like shows the state sometimes they're inefficient with their funding. Yeah, well, wow. yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So I like, you know, that that's so being able to offer, provide access to more students, quality education, be we using the same faculty, same curriculum, none of that changes. Um, being able to do it in a very cost effective manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, you know, this group is the group that I battle with the most, faculty having. Happy faculty, like having you know, because most of my issues, like challenges in work, are faculty related, but I still want them to be happy. I still want the faculty to have a good experience and for us to like meet on the middle ground when we have differences and stuff like that.
0: How do you make faculty happy?
1: Ask faculty, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the No, they, no, they every,
0: like, everyone. Who do you have to work with on, on a regular basis? Like the chairs and of departments of stuff? All
1: of the above. I have to work with deans, associate students. deans, department chairs. Um, not so much students. I have a um, the assistant dean who's also the director of student services. She works with students. She and her team works with the students more directly. Usually if a student she comes to me, it's because it's got escalated. Yeah. Uh, like, But most stuff I don't have to work with too much. Um,
0: What's your current title?
1: Associate dean.
0: Uh, does it? Of something?
1: Of extended okay. learning. Okay. Associate dean of extended learning. Yeah. Who is
0: there? A dean of extended learning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's is there a... executive dean or no. the dean is the top? So yeah, the
1: dean. Is, so in the the university structures, you have the president of the university, and then you have the provost, and then you have deans, and all the deans report to the provost, and then they have associate deans who report to the deans.
0: Provost is like the CEO and the or like is he's an executive kind of guy? Yeah, provost Your is president just. President is the figurehead or, a, or the provost no, is the figurehead?
1: Provost. I think the term provost is just an old school academia term yes. it's the old school academia term of of CEO right of okay. the person Um, uh, presidents tend to be very obviously they want the 30,000 foot view and they tend to be outward facing mm-hmm. you know a lot and the provost is the one who's going to be looking inward facing making sure faculty everything is uh, good with faculty and faculty affairs and student affairs mm-hmm. and all that type of thing yeah more operational Mm
0: -hmm. associated with extended learning what do you what's your aspiration just climb up become the provost
1: no my (laughs) aspiration is to find a way to earn enough passive income so I can live on a shack on the beach and do fucking nothing well that's not so bad
0: (laughs) (laughs) which beach? back in the caribbean nah
1: to to here? I'm thinking Mexico you love Mexico I'm thinking somewhere in the Baja man
0: oh we gotta talk about Baja so I, <laughs> no because you love Baja yeah and I I never crossed the border we're gonna go for Sam's uh, you
1: haven't no. dude how many years you've lived in
0: San Diego you've never crossed the border and I've been here for 9 years now and you've never I've only flown to Cabo oh shit and I've gone from Tijuana to like Cancun but
1: so you've never like spent a night in Tijuana never
0: in my life <laughs> I know, which is like crazy. Dude, right?
1: and you know Matt is coming. He's supposed to be back on Wednesday.
0: Oh, that's excellent. That I
1: think Matt is... A- so Matt is the one who popped my Tijuana cherry. Oh, he
0: did? Okay.
1: Two years ago, two and a half years ago. Oh, really? That- so
0: you've only been two and a half years ago? you lived there for a long time, right? No, now.
1: I've only lived there four years, man.
0: Okay, so still a year and a half. I <laughs> no Tijuana. I don't yeah, yeah. So,
1: so wait, let me, let me see if I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I went to Tijuana was with... Was um in... April or May 2000 I think it was May 2017 mm-hmm. and it was mad can't wait to
0: get Matt on the podcast he's gonna be great oh my god yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it was Matt Jamie Sam and I okay yeah went down to Tijuana OG crew that was it was the best T, it was the first Tijuana trip <laughs> it best. was the best Tijuana trip and you know when you had like such a good time going somewhere And every time you go back, you're chasing (laughs) it. I know
0: exactly what you mean. Uh, It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: but don't get me wrong. I've had... Awesome times, other times going. But that was such a fucking epic night. That was just... What, yeah, did you guys we, go to
0: Lucha Libre? What would you
1: do? We did. We did Lucha Libre. Um,
0: For people don't know, that's like actual Mexican wrestling that you... Authentic get, you, shit. You, you, it's in a stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's like people... It's in it's in Spanish and you get like cheap beers and you just like yeah. and growl and whatever you want. Yeah. And it's
1: crazy. I think too... We, and Matt sort of had us walking around because like if I had gone to Tijuana by myself and I was going... ...somewhere in Tijuana... ...I'd have just hopped in a taxi... ...and go there, right? Mm-hmm. be like, take me there and just go there. When we crossed the border... ...and like, we knew we wanted to go... ...to the main strip, uh, you know, Revolution Strip there... ...and Matt was like, you know, we, we're fucking walking it, right? Yeah, yeah of course. So like, Matt was the tour guide... ...and like, we were walking... ...and um, he stopped his at his favorite taco spot... ...on the way there... Mm. got sacked, you know, got our tacos... ...stuff like that, went on the strip... ...hopped in a taxi went to the um the auditorium place for the the Lucha Libre amazing it was just like such a sensory overload yeah great time Her back in a taxi came back down to the strip then Matt took us to his favorite strip club which is like a really shitty <laughs> hole in the wall piece of shit kind of place uh-huh. but he loves it he loves it because it's shitty like he's just like It's so shitty. Like, you can't be mad at it. Um, we were there and then he walked us down to, like, the main red light district of Tijuana. Um, we just, like, hopped around to different strip clubs. Um, got, like, you know, we went to Hong Kong and stuff like that. Um. Several of the strip clubs you we went to, Matt took his clothes off and was dancing on stage for the strippers. Wow. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah.
0: This is your first experience. This is my first you experience.
1: Wanna... When we went to Hong Kong.
0: That's hard to chase. I it, when, of... we went,
1: when we went to Hong Kong, uh, on the second level, there's like this stage, pl- like a small platform stage area and it's like glass and there's, there's always like one or two girls on it, but it's like foam. So yeah. they have like foam and like... Um, uh, Oh, shit. Whipped cream. Yeah. it's like whipped cream. So the girls are it naked. You doing this into your mouth. What yeah, 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 yeah. What's he doing? Yeah, yeah I love whipped yeah, yeah. cream. Just like, shrimp yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the girls are like naked, dancing around whipped cream and stuff like that. And like, you know, they would like put whipped cream on themselves and have guys like licked all their tits and stuff like that. And Crazy. Jamie was there. And, you know, Jamie was. Jamie's you know, a female
0: friend of ours. She's right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she, you know, Jamie's by. I think she's more on the lesbian side. Like, if you were to put Jamie on a scale, I don't think she's dead center by. Right. I think she's a little more leaning to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. I would agree. Um, so yeah, the the one of the girls took a liking to Jamie, man, and like was all over Jamie, and Jamie took a top off, put whipped cream on her titties, and the girls were licking it wow. off. <laughs> this, I can see why this has been hard for you to find again, and. Uh, and then we and the night didn't end there. We continued on, and we were going to the friendship clubs. It was just like an epic. What time did
0: epic. you get home, or what time did you go for, across the border, or did you stay for the night? No, we
1: then we came back. So we we went. You walked across. Yeah, yeah. We took we took the, and you know what made it great too? We took the train, we took the trolley to the border. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah did you pick it up? yeah. Um, it we took a bus from PB to downtown, and then we hopped on the trolley from downtown.
0: Like the Only 30 we, or
1: something. What Matt about? was the tour guide, <laughs> man. I don't yeah. know, I was he, just he following. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. Well,
0: this is this before Ubers even existed. Nah, no, no,
1: because there. we took a Uber back home. Okay, okay. But you just like still, yeah, 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 around, so. yeah. Um, but no, we went we went down there early because the the Lucha Libre fight started at seven. We didn't get there. We got there late for sure. Um, Because we, you know, we walked down to the strip. We went to Matt's taco place, and uh, we did stuff before the trip. I want to say we got into, we crossed the border into Tijuana like maybe around six or seven, and we got back home on like two, three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: it's not bad. Yeah, safe over there? You think? Felt safe?
1: Yes, but I would say so statistically Tijuana is dangerous right statistically there are a lot of murders and stuff like that however it's also um very much contained within the drug trade okay so it's contained within certain neighborhoods and it's also contained within the drug trade so I tell people who who are like concerned about going to Tijuana just don't be a stupid tourist right you know what I mean have a little common sense and just don't be stupid um yeah and 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 to Tijuana is huge it's a huge city really like it's sprawling and where we are is more of the touristy areas where shit really doesn't yeah doesn't go down um but yeah, just don't be a stupid tourist. Just like don't be stupid. Yeah.
0: Don't go looking for drugs or trying to like do something. Sketchy. Don't whip
1: out your wallet in the middle of the street to count your money. Right. Here's don't you money. know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't just have a little common sense with how be you like. like right? Exactly. Yeah. Like like that type of shit. Yeah.
0: So okay. So T1 is right across the border. Yeah. I, obviously, I've heard about. Guaya de Guadalupe, which is our kind of the wine country there. Right. Yeah. 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 And then we also have like kind of the beach side and Sonata or
1: whatever. Yeah. 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 So yeah what's yeah. your favorite? All right. Spot? Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a. I so wanna, this is this is the Baja. I'm doing a little representation oh, here beautiful. with the bottle. Yeah. This line is it? this line okay. is the border. Okay. And this is the Baja Peninsula. So this is Cabo, like all the way at the end. Got it. That's Cabo. Right up here is Tijuana. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to the beach, you have Playa de Tijuana. Yeah. Um, and then a little south of that, you have Rosarito. And then a little south of that, you have Ensenada. Uh-huh. And then if you go inland from Ensenada, you have Valle de Guadalupe, which okay. is the wine country.
0: What do you think people... Where should I be going?
1: All of the above. Different so, feel across the board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. I would say you want, you want a Tijuana experience. You want like a Rosarito experience. You want a little bit of an Ensenada experience. You definitely want a, a Valle de Guadalupe experience the okay. wine country yeah I heard
0: the wine is not good but the food is is that oh less? yeah the wine
1: that's that's accurate so it depends on how much of a wine snob you are right
0: I'm not that exactly
1: athletic. I thought the wines were fucking excellent I but see. I don't have a palate for wine so anything tastes good to me yeah. if it if it tastes reasonable and it's getting me drunk I'm fine with it so you know what I mean like but if you're a super wine snob you may be like and which is fine because then I'll be like get the fuck out of here and go to Napa Valley you know what I right, mean right, like right. yeah I much prefer Vadic uh, Guadalupe over like Napa Valley or Sonoma because of the feel of the whole thing. The feel is just a lot better. It's just like how's the weather? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's, like San it's Diego like, weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it gets hot in the summer, like really hot, because in that valley mm-hmm. area, there. Yeah, but it's good food, delicious, amazing, amazing food. food. That's like what I heard. the the gastronomy right. cuisines. A lot of top chefs just just go there. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. And the scene They're like, money there's and you know, like up. there's a there's that one there's a Deckman's. You know, Deckman's was started by a Michelin-rated chef. Yeah, like you know, That's what's up. yeah. The, the food scene is absolutely amazing.
0: So where are you getting your shack? Is somewhere between Resurido and the Sonata? The I don't Sonata? know, man. Where if I could afford? Can you it? even buy? I thought you can't buy unless you're from Mexico.
1: Yes or no? So you can. So there, there is a, there is a, there was a law that um, no foreigner could buy any piece of land within fifty miles or kilometers from a coastline,
0: right? They wanted to keep all the beach for themselves. Right.
1: Right. Makes sense. However, that law changed, or an amendment to that law happened in late nineties. I think it was like about twenty something years ago. And what? How they changed it was that. A foreigner can't outright buy. Yes, they can outright buy, but it has to be done through... They have a special trust that's set up okay. for foreigners to buy land on the coast. Okay. And that trust is set up in such a way um, so that the foreigners can do it. And it has to be done through a Mexican bank. Okay. So basically, you get to do it. You have to do it through this trust system. But you still get to own it? You own it but you own it in conjunction with, with, the the trust, with the bank right with the bank but the i've i've read a lot about this uh, yeah even though you own it with the bank the bank has no authority over what you can do with the land they just they just are, are like a part owner with you on paper yeah. so that it's still owned by a mexican by a mexican I authority because it has to be a mexican bank it can't be a bank from anywhere else so it yeah. has to be a mexican okay. bank and any mexican bank can set up the trust and they partially own it with you, but they have no authority over what you can do with it.
0: You don't have a fear of, oh, they can just, like, take away my property?
1: There's the same fear in the U.S., eminent domain. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, 100%. <laughs> yeah. people, don't, people don't talk about that, but, like, that <laughs> shit's real. Yeah, it means, what's the difference? I mean, mm, okay. it's been around since they changed the law for over 20 years now. And from I've read a lot about different expats. Hundreds of expats have done it since, yeah. and it's been fine. No one has had an issue. I think the biggest thing, but from what I've read, the scariest thing about buying land in Mexico yeah. is the um is the water situation. What's the water? A lot of a lot of foreigners or expats and stuff have got stuck with insane water bills. I'm oh good because how Mexican law is set up. If I'm going to buy a piece of land, I have. it's upon me to do all the research to see who has owned the land before. Okay. And if anyone who had owned the land before is owing the government anything.
0: You are responsible?
1: If you buy the land.
0: You're not responsible? You're not
1: responsible. And the biggest thing that happens is water. Because people who have owned property or land before um, tapped into different water supplies illegally. Government finds out. They owe the government a huge water bill. They don't pay. Someone else buys the land. Now that person owes it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Where does the water come from in Bahia? You
1: know. I have no idea. Is it
0: mountains? I, mean, don't know. I have oh, no mountains. idea. Yeah, yeah. But I,
1: I've heard like people have been like, gotten stuck with. How much, How much with, is
0: a place on the beach?
1: Oh, it's it's it depends on where you are. Um, there's some there's some places that could be pricey. Um, some are cheaper than others. Um, Give me a
0: range. Are we talking like fifty to a million? Like, so you that's a big range actually. No,
1: that is a accurate range because you can you can get you can find million dollar properties um like in Cabo or in Toro Santos or um even Ensenada and stuff like that really nice. Um or you can get a piece of land for fifty thousand dollars beachfront. Beachfront property. But it's gonna be like there's not gonna be Nothing anywhere. There. Right. There's gonna be no one around. It may have a few other houses, but no real commerce around that's the kind of shit I want. Like I wouldn't mind getting a piece of land, like a quarter acre, you know, and it could be like twenty miles south of Rosarito or you know away from Mission or uh, Encinitas. Doesn't be, it doesn't have to be in those cities, yeah. but it can be near it where I can like drive to it if I when I need shit. But get a piece of land for like fifty thousand dollars and then build a tiny house on it.
0: Literally one of those tiny houses of like the TV show.
1: Literally, man. yeah, dream come true. Yeah. If I get that with a tiny house and I have passive income, so I don't have to do shit. Done, golden. I'm what, done. what would you do all day? I I will I will probably take a few weeks or probably months to do nothing and figure out where that nothing leads me. Yeah, because that nothing is gonna lead me to do something, right? I'm gonna right, find. I do you do nothing. For exactly. Me. So it's gonna lead me, but I want the I want the space to be led there. Yeah, sure. Like when you have nothing else to think about, like. Okay, bills are paid. I got roof of my head. Yeah. I got food. I got, you know, what I mean? like yeah. now that I have like nothing to really worry about wh- where where's life going to take me. You would
0: make a great bartender. Should like, open up a little bar shack or a studio? I would
1: absolutely do some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I would just see where it takes me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm kind of trying to do that now as I'm, uh, you know, I quit my job and uh, I got two more weeks and then I'm done. And, yeah. You know, I've been writing down every idea I have. Like, I want to write this book or I want to, like, do this app. I just keep writing it down. But then I want to take some time to kind of just marinate. Yeah, 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 yeah. my path is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, hear, I hear that. But you were
0: just saying, like, you really will have just, like, you will have that security to... You'll be like, I, I don't have to work again. Right, Just yeah.
1: I honestly won't mind.
0: And then you'll figure something out.
1: Right. I won't, mind, um, I won't mind getting that, like, you know, tiny house on the beach and not having um, that real passive income, but being able to work remotely at least. Yeah. You know, for like 20, 30 hours a week type yeah. of thing. I won't mind I won't that 10, either. I'm 15, but I'm, <laughs> I'm up with you. Right. Like, I won't mind that either. Uh, I think that would be that will be acceptable. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I I need to, and I don't know what my plan is to to get there honestly, but I don't know if I have it in me. Like I'm 38 now, but I'll be 39 in a few months. I is don't know. It? February 22nd. I don't. Not I don't know. I absolutely know. I should say I don't have it in me. To be in this sort of nine to five gig yeah, for yeah. another like 20 years. Like, I know. how <laughs> much you got, Big Daddy. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> have a nest egg where I could not do that. Do you have five years
0: left in you? But Ten years? I, 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 I mean, people I, are going to so, listen to this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, no, is this I don't, guy not going to uh, give us his all?
1: No, no, no. no. no I, I don't mind being honest about that. Um. I, I think I definitely have five years. I may have ten. Okay. I may have ten. If the if the stress level doesn't get like intolerable.
0: I think it can only go up, unfortunately. Because right. all all will happen is you will grow, you'll get more responsibility, maybe a higher title. Right. Stress goes up.
1: Right, 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 yeah. I think I definitely have five. Maybe may have 10. ten. Um but yeah. Yeah, I don't you know, the it's and it's it's such a double edged sword, right? Because Yes, it's fucking hard to do a nine to five and all that bullshit and it gets stressful and stuff like that. But I also have a pretty nice um if I stick with it for another twenty years, I have a pretty nice fucking
0: actually a retirement way. I have a retirement
1: like honest like if I if I stick with this for the next twenty to twenty five years and then retire when I'm sixty, I will get they what do they give you? They they will give me the average of my last. No, this is it. They give you eighty percent of the average of your last three years for the rest of your life. It's
0: pretty good.
1: Dude, yeah. that's really fucking it good. doesn't
0: exist anymore in any... Industry. Right,
1: right. It's only because I'm I in a state. I'm working yeah. in the state. So yeah, they take the last three years that you work, average it, give you 80% and of that and progress and of your life.
0: And that's literally what you have to put in 30 years to get
1: that? Um, you have to... um, Yeah, about 20 to 30 and then... uh.
0: Oh, is it 20? Because you've already been doing it for a few years. Only four. So you have 16? No, you have six or 16 i think
1: i think it's it's definitely more than 20 i think it's like about 25 okay i think it's about 25 that's a long time it's a long fucking time and then you can't do it before 59 you can't do it before 59 because you can't you can't pull from your um retirement fund before 59
0: what else would you want to do i don't know man yeah i don't know what would you like to do
1: chill play my dog yeah okay. I you could be a dog I trainer. Love...
0: Jax is
1: a... Pax? Pax. Pax.
0: Why they keep calling him Jax? Mm-hmm.
1: Damn it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I'd be a dog. I went on a
0: date with a girl yesterday, first time in like twelve months. <laughs> Serious. And her name was like Jacqueline. And eventually, towards the end of the date, she told me like, "Oh, people call me Jax." So that's why I keep saying. There you Jax. go.
1: How did it go? You think you have a second date?
0: I think we could. I think. Um... I think it went pretty well.
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Like through Hinge?
0: yeah, uh, Tinder? Hinge.
1: Hinge. Hinge is the new shit now, apparently. Hinge
0: has been around forever, but I think they're... they It picked they're, up. They're, they're, I think their model of the app is successful. Right. They cause force it, you to talk. They try to force you to talk. And then you talk, and schedule all day, so you go. And so... Uh, and I heard
1: like when, when two people sort of commit on Hinge... Then they delete the app or something like that. Like that's part of the. That's what they would say on their it's commercials. Their marketing, yeah, know, that's, that's so true. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah. That. yeah.
0: Like we design ourselves to be the app to be deleted. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I had a fun time with this girl. Um, I, that's as far as I can go on. the record. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have a I lot mean, of
0: dogs. What you said. I mean, like that's entertainment, what. Entertainment? No, so, so,
1: so playing my dog just gives me pure joy, right? Like, pure just joy. playing my dog and being outside, like hiking, hiking to like lakes and stuff like that. Being on the, like, I laid on the beach for an hour. Like, those type of things give me pure joy. But when it comes to like <laughs> some other type of passion that can be. Um, would you be
0: working out? You do a CrossFit today. Would you keep doing that?
1: Yeah 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 healthy, so yeah, 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 yeah i think uh something. you know what i would do though i would raise my own animals so like i stopped eating meat like two and a half years ago and i know i will eat meat again at some point uh i just want to do it the right way so you would eat
0: animals that you raise humanely and then kill and
1: eat. yeah i have no problem eating meat and i, ha- I don't think there's anything wrong with eating meat i don't think there's anything wrong with killing animals as, long as- i think yeah. one in the western will be we overdo it like yeah, okay. the amount of meat that Westerners eat on a you know daily weekly basis is just too much. Like we yeah. don't we don't need that much, so I think and that that overconsumption has led to this huge industrial meat complex oh, where yeah. that is like now fucking up the environment. So like if collectively we all say, you know what? Yes, meat is great, but let's scale back the amount of meat that we eat, then the industrial complex will be forced to scale back as right. well. And then now you will have less harmful effects on the environment.
0: Is that... So, are we talking like cows farting? Like, what's the situation yeah. here? Yeah,
1: the methane, also the cows pooping, also the pigs. Is it such scale that it's yeah.
0: literally affecting the environment. Yeah, it is. So, like, we've never had this many animals that we that we... I mean, I guess we never before recently we've never like domesticated a farm them or
1: whatever, right? Right. The other big part of it too is that is the amount of uh land resources we use to make food to feed animals. I see. It's an insane amount of land resources. And if you were to use that same amount of land resources to just make food to feed humans, direct food to human rather food to animal to human, you would use a lot less of those resources.
0: Okay. And what happens when you lose
1: use less? Oh, growth? the earth can replenish itself. So one of the things we over farm. Okay. So the like, that's why like, uh, I see, I like see. a big part of why the Amazon was burning down the past few weeks is from over farm because they have to keep moving and clearing out space so that yeah. they can grow. The reason why they were trying to clear out space is literally to grow crops for animals to eat. Because after animals cleared out a certain space, they yeah. can't. you can only use that space a certain amount of time before the soil isn't fertile enough. Right. To, so you have to move on. So it's gotten to a point now, they have to move into the Amazon so they're burning space down. That's, yeah.
0: So basically, you are vegetarian or pescatarian now because of this impact to the environment. Yeah. And if you could raise your own chickens in a sustainable way, mm-hmm. you have no problem with doing that. Absolutely. Did you guys have like... Animals in Trinidad when you grew up, like oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: What you guys yeah. have? Chickens, chickens, anything else? Pork, everything.
0: Yeah, pigs over there. Yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. Pigs, cows, everything. You
1: had some on your own land? Oh me, no no no. Actually, my grandfather did. Um, we I had some chickens growing up for a short time. Uh, my grandfather, my mom's side, he he had uh, chickens, turkeys, pigs. Okay. Wow. And um, was
0: that a big deal when like a pig would be killed and cooked?
1: Not really, cause he would do it like, All the time. yeah, like here's some bacon from the morning. Well, yeah, no, it was he. That, that's what he did. He his his jobs, like what he does as his entire dot life, was drive a taxi. Yeah. And raise animals to kill and sell.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Yeah. So he would he would raise turkey because chickens, turkeys.
0: Dad. My mom's, mom's dad, dad. dad. Yeah. He
1: would, dad. would raise chickens. What's his name? Uh, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. He raised chickens, turkeys, and pigs and he would kill was them. He good at them oh yeah i he made me kill my first chicken no shit i was wow. probably like about 9 or 10 years old and he was like okay i think you're old enough to kill a chicken now and he <laughs> took one of the chickens out of the coop and he held it down by the neck and he gave me a machete sweet and he was Jesus. like cut the neck off wow and i fucking chopped it wow and then it wiggled around and he held it and we drained blood and plucked it gutted it. super <laughs> <sweet>. <laughs> I mean yeah that's
0: how the world works right? exactly
1: i and i also believe um I, I also believe and this may be a little bit of an idealistic then i and I get that is very idealistic but i still believe it if you're not you shouldn't eat meat you're not willing to kill shouldn't
0: eat meat you know yeah i mean i hear
1: that right like
0: if i'm not willing to slice that chicken neck off I right shouldn't be that chicken
1: that's that's my own person i know that's a very idealistic belief but i still believe it like I feel as if look if you're gonna. The world would be
0: better if we followed that rule. Right, right,
1: yeah, and and that also shows like there's nothing wrong with killing an animal to eat it. Like, I think there's a, I think there's a food chain for a reason. Right. Every almost every um uh you know not, that's not almost every that's not true. But many animals on the food chain eat other animals. Right. It's part of it. Like I think humans it. are the ones who just fucking overdid it. Yeah, yeah, we just consume way just too much. We, just, yeah. love the pleasure of, like, we just overdid it. Like, and I think we need to scale back. Hmm. It's just, it's just, it's tipped the scale now. Like, do we gotta like pump fucking antibiotics and shit into chickens now to make them bigger?
0: Yeah. They do it, though. This yeah, is not
1: a, this yeah. is real, yeah, this so is that, serious. because people real, don't so. want, you know, people want a meaty breast meat and meaty thigh meat and stuff like that, right. and it's hard to grow that naturally, so you fucking, you know, you inject the chicken and...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think something to not be forgotten here is we the religion of America is the mighty dollar. Absolutely, it's 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 yeah. all about the money. Yeah, and if you ever want, if you don't know how to answer a question, you're having trouble. Always just think
1: about the, the money, money. Yeah,
0: and you will find your answer.
1: I 100 percent agree with that everywhere. I mean, yeah. higher
0: ed. I'm sure it's the same way. 100.
1: percent yeah, yeah,
0: it is. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the that's the capitalist way. And I mean, you know. As long as you get rich, I guess it's okay. Or <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, but it depends on like you know. And I don't want the world to be ruined. Right, exactly. It depends. I on think the, the next more, you have to step more up more
0: strong on it than me, because I still, I'm still not like that Soviet mentality. Like, <laughs> it's all gonna get fucked anyway. How do I get out alive? But I, 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 yeah, I but I'm
1: kind of like that. That is all gonna get fucked anyway. How do I get alive? But I want to get out. In a self-sustaining way. Yeah, yeah, So So, yeah. my goal to be on a shack on the beach... me too. My goal to yes. be on a shark in the beach is my... How do I get out alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my answer to that. Uh, you know, and that is... So,
0: I, so let me... I think you're wrong. Let me. Well, well, not wrong. Let me tell you, like... What about, like, real farmland in, like, Vermont? Because the desert here, I mean, you can kind of yeah. stay alive. But it's not the same, though, as being, like, an actual... Super, fun, yeah, fun. yeah, yeah.
1: No, I wouldn't mind that. I don't, I absolutely at this point don't have the skill set, so there'll be a lot that I need <laughs> learn. to learn, right? That's what I'm saying. So it's not, it works, it's dude. not on my radar because I've never done it and I don't have the skill set, yeah. But I won't mind learning, yeah, I won't mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if 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 the opportunity and I get the right people to teach me and stuff like that, to I, become, yeah, self sustainable, yeah, 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 in Vermont. <laughs> I don't You'd know if really I want... rather be in Baja. Though, yeah, right? I don't know if I want to because I like, I like the beach. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dude, you just have a good greenhouse set up. You just you get some water filtered off from Right, yeah. Rain collection. But here's the thing. I
1: don't need to... There's still animals that I can have. Um, I feel uh, like
0: the zombies have come. See, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, go ahead.
1: There's still animals I can have in Baja that would be... that don't need to be counter to the land there, right? Like, for instance, it's, it's not... It's not uh, natural for you to have deer in Baja, right? Deer. Yeah, deer, like an actual deer, with like you know. Deer, so, exactly, yeah. right? So you, I won't have deer, like. But you can have chickens. You can have yeah. turkeys. You can have pigs. Um,
0: you know. Because those guys can live anywhere.
1: Right, and they 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 live there now. Like they. Yeah, yeah, natural yeah, yeah. So. And you can have fish. I think fish is key. Absolutely. One. That's the other thing. I need to learn how to fish yeah, properly. You do. Yeah. I saw in the in the group text last week Justin was out fishing. Yeah. Where does he go fishing? Does he do a charter boat like type of thing? I think
0: he did deep sea. That's what Sam was saying. I haven't talked to him about
1: it. I'll ask him. I want to go man. Let's it do it. It be that hard. Let's do a fishing trip. Yeah, I'm down. Ah. Do you get seasick? No. No. Run around and play with each other. Yeah. They play with each other like that and they frolic because now they have no war in the world. Wow. Their behaviors have changed
0: so cows I guess I don't the cow what, we domesticated cows but before that they were like
1: I wouldn't say oh. domesticated well because you know it's not as if we treat them like pets but we have we have yeah, definitely the conditioned word. them to not they there is no there is no need to have a, a cow frolic and running one you know that's just a you're just like you What's know, a male cow? A bull? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is space restrictions, you know, so they can't run around. So they existed
0: in wild. These are wild animals that we somehow have Yeah,
1: created. I don't even know where I cows, know cows came from. I don't even infectious. know. It's hard to consider a cow a wild animal. I don't even know. Because
0: buffalo cow are not the same thing. mm But Buffalo are wild,
1: yeah. Buffalo and bison.
0: Would you like, go after and kill, like, an elk and eat it?
1: yes. I want to hunt um Yeah, I I definitely want to hunt something, but I um definitely, you know, I have my conditions as to what I would how I would do it. Um I don't want to hunt anything obviously that's near extinction, right? Sure, not there. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hunt anything for game for like as a trophy. Yeah. It has to be something where we are we are going to use almost a hundred percent of this thing yeah the meat the skin the antlers whatever the circle like, of life You we, respect that. we are going to use yeah, everything no. and we're not just using it for the sake of like it's real use like we, it's going to be eaten
0: um, or used for clothing yeah
1: yeah let's you know make I some know. belts let's yeah. um you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, we need those belts <laughs> but like I'm seeing you know, like I know yeah, yeah yeah like for real it's not gonna be but yeah, I but I won't mind. If if the conditions are right, I'll hunt.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we have two segments here on the Pavel cast brought to you by the Data Powell. I do you have any online presence? Uh, so Data Powell on Twitter, datapowo Data com, on Instagram, Pavel cast on your favorite podcast app. That's my online presence.
1: <laughs> I am I am getting Away from having an online presence, man. I deleted my Facebook a couple years ago. Oh wow! And That's,
0: I mean, yeah, everybody's on Facebook. Yeah,
1: so I got rid of that a couple years ago. And as of do recent, you have
0: Instagram, you not anymore.
1: So I have Instagram. I stopped on my use, Facebook. I, which is on my Facebook, right? And I stopped using it like about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't seen you post anything. Yeah, and and Instagram, I stop using it. I just I I stopped posting. I don't. And do
0: you still consume? Content?
1: No, I only go on now like about once a week or so because I get DMs from people. Like people still message. Like that's the way that they can get in contact with me. So just to make sure I'm not missing any important messages. But stop looking at stories, scrolling the feed, nothing like that.
0: How did you get over that addiction? I feel addicted to scroll. That's exactly page. why I did it. Yeah.
1: So it came to the point and was like, you know, it for me, you know, it which is. What happened with Facebook? I was like, Facebook became such a negative time suck. I was like, I need to make the active and conscious decision. Am I going to continue letting this thing take so much of my time in a negative way? Or am I going to have the will to flip the switch and get rid of it? Yeah. And I just was like, let's just fucking get rid of it so that's That's what i did not a lot of people can do that i did that with facebook and i'm on the way to do that with instagram i may keep my account so with facebook i deactivated it and then i deleted it i may keep my instagram account i may not delete it but i'm definitely not using it for over three weeks now has felt great and i'm going to continue that i'm just not use it and only log in every week or two just to see if anyone has messaged me
0: you don't do Snapchat or TikTok, nothing? Good.
1: Nothing. I had Snapchat a couple of years ago, and I, I did Snapchat for a couple of years, and I got rid of it. I have a YouTube account, but I have nothing on it. Like, Would you
0: ever want to create any content? I mean, you're creating content right now. Yeah.
1: Right? If if the conditions are right, like if it makes sense, like if it's something that I feel good about, it's, it's not sharing lessons
0: about like the academic world you've been here for a while
1: yeah it, it depends yeah here's the thing I'm I don't like things to take up negative space in my head. yeah and when I see that's happening I'm gonna switch it off. Whatever that thing is, I'm gonna switch it off.
0: What has that happened to in the past?
1: Facebook, Instagram what else? Uh, they're people. Yeah, specific people. Yeah, and be like, all right, I'll switch you off. (laughs) You know, that type of thing, yeah, yeah.
0: What are some things that you do for the positive things? I mean, sure, positive people, sure. But what about like some other, like, I don't know, do you, like, people would say maybe reading books a lot, right? Yeah. Positive space thing, maybe, or whatever, in your brain.
1: I'm, I'm horrible at reading. Like, I'm horrible at reading books. I don't read a lot of books. I'm trying to read... I just, uh, I finished a few months ago, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is great. And then that Mark, guy, Mark, Mark, Ma- yeah, Manson, Mark Manson, Manson, he has a follow-up to that.
0: Oh, it's not, not Maren, it's Manson. Okay. Yeah. Who, who's Mark Manson?
1: Who, the guy who wrote that book? Yeah. Know, guy who wrote that, yeah, he just got popular with that book. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I read that book. That was great. He wrote a follow-up called Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. <laughs> I just started that. But I'm a, When it comes to books, I'm a slow reader. Like yeah. I would read a chapter every one or two weeks, so it will take me months. So if you're talking about a book that has like fifteen chapters, it yeah. will it will take me like six months to read it, because yeah, I just okay. I just read slowly. You're like you know, some people could get through a book in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's not me.
0: Well, I'm sure it's not the speed. It's like so. Here's the thing. Like I I was I listened to this guy called Naval Ravikant. at Naval on Twitter. Look him up. This guy is like, he's, got, he's gotten rich from startups, and he's like an Indian dude. <laughs> they call him like the angel investor philosopher. And I find his like uh, content and whatever he writes and tweets pretty pretty spot on and fascinating. Um, and so he says he has like about a 100 books on his iPad or whatever. And he doesn't feel like he has to like read a book. All he does is open up a book, and like he'll go around and look at this thing and look at that. And he jumps around. And so, like, there's this thing of like, I feel this. Of I get a book, I have to all go, go one page number one to page three hundred. Right. Yeah. And that's when I finish this book. Right. And I and like, otherwise, I, I'm I'm this is not I'm not doing anything. Right. right yeah. Yeah. And so what he says is like it's bullshit. What you should do is get as many books as you want on different topics. And just kind of skip around if you like something, read it. If you want to read the whole book, if you want to take, skip around, do whatever. Like, there's no rules to it. Right.
1: yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I. I like that. I like that thought of his. Yeah, trying to adopt. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't read much either because I like to think of reading as like page one to three hundred. Right, and I find that hard to commit to. And then it's like similar to you; it can take me fifteen months or whatever. Right, exactly. Read a fifteen chapter book. Yeah, it's not a speed of reading fucking problem. Right. Yeah.
1: No, I'm like I don't I don't read a lot of books at all. Uh, But I do read a lot of like articles. So I've been. I know the days or or the um the, you know, the popularity of RSS readers are not as... But you see, I am so committed to my RSS no reader. No shit! This is, your, this is where your technology peak This is. is, I love that shit. When when Google Reader died in... This might
0: be a hot tip here, so let's talk about this. When yeah.
1: Google Reader died and Google's you know, they nixed their RSS reader back in fourteen fifteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a sad day for me, man, because I loved that RSS reader. I switched to Feedly since then. And I still have, I have, I can't even count how many, but I probably have maybe a thousand websites that I've subscribed to in my RSS. This is
0: like what you pull up on your phone. Yeah, like and I just read. Take a poop.
1: Yeah, and I just read. <laughs> I read different articles on my, and it's, and it's broken down by different categories. So like I have some websites. Under-
0: um, all right, so we're talking about, this is how you get some of your content RSS feeds, you're reading books. A way to have positive space in your head. Um, Do you have any... So, what's your hot tip here? I think you said hot tip might be...
1: You should be willing to kill any animal you're about to eat. (laughs)
0: Period. Done. Rip out... If you want to eat that potato, are you willing to rip it out (laughs) of that ground? (laughs) Correct. And then, uh, transformation, teleportation, uh, sponsored by Elon Musk. You heard of this, no? So I have this special device. Elon couldn't be here today, but he left it for me. <laughs> and thanks, Elon. Thanks for all your support. He really wants us to be innovative here. And so it's it's a cutting-edge teleportation beta thing. And basically, we tell where to go, and then as you describe it, we'll literally almost teleport there. It's a very, like...
1: Okay. It's,
0: it, 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 it's weird. It connects to our conscious. You know, what is conscious? What is the physical world, you know? That's yeah. a metaphysical question. I'm not willing to get into right now. But my point is, it's like you're teleporting somewhere. So,
1: wh-
0: where do you want to take us?
1: We're gonna go to. Um, so growing growing up in my neighborhood in Trinidad, I spent an enormous amount of time on the basketball court that's on in in my neighborhood. So like an outdoor basketball court. Like all my friends who I grew up with back in Trinidad in that neighborhood, we bonded like on the basketball court.
0: Yeah. How old when you first played basketball
1: there? Probably like twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. 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 When you first moved there, or I was like, I was there since I was born.
0: It just at some point you decided to just kind of check out this thing that you must have walked by all the time. Huh. No? Yeah,
1: I can't remember when the. When when I yeah got to the basketball court, I think it was probably around the age where my like you know my parents would be like. You can you can venture outside the house on your own now, yeah, yeah, yeah type okay. of thing so yeah, yeah. so you just walked on the street to the basketball court and uh, yeah boop, boop. okay Tell us- <laughs> 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 All right we're ready <laughs> All right, so we're on the basketball court in my neighborhood in Trinidad. What's the
0: neighborhood called?
1: It's called La Florissant.
0: La floor, what does that
1: mean? I think it literally, it's like a silly French way to say flower or something. I okay. have no idea. Okay. Um, and the basketball, an so outdoor court and the ground or the floor of the court is pitch, like asphalt. Yeah. But it's like asphalt that has the little stones in it. Okay. So it's not like 100% smooth. So, it's it's very unforgiving if you fall on it. Oh, yeah. Very unforgiving. Very hard. So, because of that, it eats up basketballs. Like, the leather gets chewed up yeah. on the basketball pretty easily. Shoes. Your shoes don't last long. But we just, we loved it. We spent a lot mm-hmm. of time. And the court, the basketball court, was pretty much right on the edge of a little cliff to a river. Yeah. So literally there have been numerous times we were playing ball and the ball goes off the court down into the river and someone has to run and <laughs> run down into the river and get the ball before it goes downstream and we lose it forever. And yeah, we would. And that's th- a
0: big deal. You can't lose a ball that time. Are you kidding me? No,
1: we do not have money to get another ball. It's yeah, just expensive. Yeah. Fucking broke teenagers. In a third world country,
0: there's no like, there was no cage. All you had is a hoop, two oh,
1: hoops. Two hoops. But now there is a cage that got that got put in. Like by the time, all my friends were like adults and moved out. But when we were there, there was no cage and there were no lights. So now it's fenced around and there lights so you can play into the night. Back oh, wow. then, we played till the last light of sunset. And when the sun went down, right. we couldn't play anymore. Um... And, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time just, not just playing, but just like, just a lot of adolescent bullshit. Like, on that court. On that court. Like, guys talking shit to each other, yeah. guys fighting, talking about girls. Yeah. We used to have, um...
0: Was it a guy zone? There was no girls around? Yeah, there. it
1: was pretty much. There were girls in the neighborhood, but they never used to come and have on the court. It was pretty much just all the guys. Yeah. Um, we used to even have, like, sleepovers on the basketball court. <laughs> we'd be like, we're just going to, like, you know. How far away from the house
0: was it for you? It was
1: probably, like, a 10-minute walk from my house. Yeah. Um, we used to cook on the basketball court sometimes. So, like, sometimes you would be like, all right, everyone bring something to throw into a pot to make a soup. So, we would play basketball Amazing. until the sun goes down and we can't see anything else. And then he put some wood together and he light a fire, and the fire is your light. And we had a big pot through that p- it, pot, you eat it. and then we threw whatever people brought, and we made a soup on. We would make a soup on the basketball court. Was How was it? It was it was fucking delicious at that time. Yeah, awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, we spent a lot. of was like some guys, their parents would like have to come find them on the basketball court because it would be like one in the morning, and you know. We're, we're not heading home yet. Yeah. And like, sometimes you have like an angry mother come on the basketball court mm-hmm. looking for their, you know, which was fucking hilarious for us. Like, to see someone's mom come on the Johnny. court looking for their, yeah, 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 yeah that called. type of shit. Yeah. Um, but it was also like a struggle because the court was built with the neighborhood, but there was no, there was no like authority or nobody to maintain it. So we okay. maintained it ourselves. Oh, really? Yeah. So the built
0: by the government, but the right. government had decided, "Oh, we're not gonna extra maintain it."
1: Well, that's the norm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's typical. <laughs> that's that should not be size the norm. Yeah. yeah. So you know the over the years, like the the big metal posts that are on the ground to hold up the backboard and everything, in, in a couple of and either side happened, and both sides over time fell over. And we had to like get a bunch of guys with ropes and stuff to pull it back up and get a pole to prop it back up. And wow. we welded when when a lot of the poles broke and the frames for the backboard broke. We would get guys to come weld yeah. to put it back together. When the board, the actual wooden board on the on the on the frame, would rot because it's just all in the elements. Yeah, you know, sun, rain, everything would rot. We would have to take the board down. Put money together to get a new because you need a strong board right. to get a new board, get it cut, go up and with ladders to get it back up there, drill it in and stuff like that. We would have to get money. Sometimes the actual ring would break, and like have to put money together to get someone to weld it to put the ring back together. Money to buy nets because yeah. we would go through nets a lot. So like it was this one thing that everyone put energy and time and money and stuff into to keep. For the betterment of the entire community. Yeah. Because we just loved the basketball life, court so and the yeah, air basketball so much. And then it just got got to a point in time we all grew up and everyone moved out and stuff like that. And yeah. everybody
0: left the island at this point? All those buddies are yours?
1: Uh no, most a lot of them are still in Trinidad, but just not in the neighborhood we grew up in. i yeah. you, you know, moved to different areas and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And like even the new generation of kids who are in the neighborhood don't use the basketball court. Like, our era in the 90s...
0: I mean, you didn't have smartphones. That
1: is true. You know, so that era that we all grew up together in the 90s, that was, like, the peak of the usage of that basketball court. Yeah. Right there.
0: Did it have a name?
1: It was just... So the the neighborhood, our neighborhood, La Florissant, had, like, three phases. It was just three subdivisions of the neighborhood. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, The basketball court was in phase two. So, I lived in Phase 1, which was kind of like up on a hill. Then, down the hill was was Phase 2. The basketball court was in Phase 2. Then, there was the river. Uh-huh. And then, across the river was Phase 3. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. And we Did had guys. The
0: Phase 2 Basketball Court? would you say, uh, let's go to the technically, court? Technically,
1: that was the name of it. The Phase 2 Basketball Court. But, no one really... Everyone just knew it as the basketball court. So, hey.
0: When are you going to be at the court? When are yeah. you going to be at the basketball court? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What time are we going to the court? Well, we didn't even have the ask time. It was known after school you go straight to the basketball court <laughs> that's just what it was known yeah yeah and then on the weekends and stuff like that sometimes we would try to do what about homework and shit fuck that shit <laughs> and then and then on the weekends we would we would do we would plan like early morning basketball sessions like to come out at like 6 7 in the morning yeah so that we can play like all day that type of thing and we had a tradition i forgot about this we had a tradition that Every Christmas morning and New Year's, uh, the first, January 1st morning, first thing in the morning, everyone must come out and play basketball together in the morning.
0: Oh, a real family community. Yeah, family yeah.
1: Sweat. It was called, like, the Christmas morning sweat and the New Year's Day sweat. I like that. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was, like, it was a it was a space where, like, a lot of shit just went down. Because there was a business, or, like, a lot of... People around the same age, other guys around the same age, just grew up around the same time, yeah. and it was just like that hub for everyone. What was
0: your basketball team that you were a fan of when you were growing up?
1: Um, I was a I was a fan of the Sixers primarily because Not problem because I was a fan of Allen Iverson, yeah. huge Iverson fan, so yeah. I followed the Sixers. Yeah, for,
0: yeah, and yeah, Still to this day, or uh, no, not really. No, no, you don't give a
1: shit. I I was I never really found a team to yeah. follow i just like players yeah so like you Who's know
0: player now that
1: you like um well, i don't even know like it's yeah. not even you don't have anyone you like not not like how i used to so i used to like
0: Love. probably
1: like obsessed with alan iverson and then i was like really into like Dwayne wade and then when lebron came to the heat miami heat i, I started following lebron as well i okay. still follow lebron <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah and i still follow lebron i like lebron um, and then there are other players I just like that I follow. Like I like, you know, Damian Lillard and and stuff like that from from Blazers, and I don't know. There's just some players that I just like to watch. Yeah. So
0: you'll put on the game when they're playing. Or oh yeah 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 something?
1: yeah. I love basketball. So like yeah, when basketball
0: that your sport to watch on TV. Definitely
1: yeah. yeah makes sense. Like last, actually not last. year It was for my birthday this year in February. Steph took me to a Lakers game to see LeBron. That's right, that's right. Yeah. I
0: that. that. was doing your Instagram days.
1: <laughs> that was doing my Instagram days, yeah, man.
0: So now you have no way to share your content with the nope. world. But this nope. it give, no one gives a shit. You shouldn't give a shit. Exactly.
1: Man. You know what I had to think about when, when I... Because I knew I wanted to decrease my time on Instagram, the amount of time I was spending on Instagram. So I had to make a decision. Okay, yes, I'm going to decrease time I spent on Instagram. But am I going to stop posting to Instagram, like sharing the the stuff that I do? Uh And I had to think about it. I spent a little time thinking about it. And I think, honestly, this is going to sound weird. But what it came down to was I had to convince myself that I can still do something, have an experience, and that experience be a real thing that I did and not share it with anyone and still be real just as
0: happy or be just you know exactly right
1: right you know and that was the thing i had to get over is like yeah. can i, I can i go here have this vacation do this experience do these things and
0: no one knows and about no
1: it. one knows about it. like when i went to trinidad a couple of weeks ago i didn't post a thing i was in trinidad hey,
0: cool. i was, no, in tr- tr- I was tr- tr- about to ask you <laughs> Was the last time you've been there i was in trinidad like you told me you didn't go for a while. For right? years,
1: yeah. And I was in Trinidad for like five days, like oh, three shit. weeks ago, yeah. Oh, I didn't post a thing. Yeah, it was beautiful. like, but it was still real. I was there. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. shit. I hung over with people. I was yeah. there.
0: You saw the court.
1: I saw the court, <laughs> yeah. Everything, yeah. 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 Right. yeah so like true. I had to like convince myself like you can still live and experiences could still be real and meaningful without sharing it with a soul.
0: And is that is better
1: I wouldn't say it's better or worse. It's better in the sense that it feels liberating to okay. think about that. Okay. So it's better in that sense. But I won't say really it's better or worse in any other sense. Um, besides, it's just it's just like, okay, I don't have to care about content. Like yeah. when I experience something, I'm now experiencing it for me and not the not the content that it could be, yeah. you know, that it could create.
0: I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. I mean, even though I'm here I'm pushing the content game. My content game is like I it can be separate from my personal experience when I go out to Baja.
1: Right, yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? But I think it's fine. I I have no problem like people putting their daily content stuff. Like I think about like I have friends who travel a lot and stuff like that. And not being on Instagram. I miss seeing their travels. Like yeah. I miss seeing the yeah. shit that they're up to and yeah, stuff like that. That's nice I really do miss that. Um so I have no problem with people post their content. I just this was just a decision for me because And you can change your mind. Right. Yeah. Which is why I don't think I will delete it. I think I just need to I need to call Turkey, be away from it and maybe gradually get back into it after a few months or so or something. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Try TikTok. <laughs> Have you tried
1: it? I haven't tried it, but you I might heard as well it. Try. It's like you do shit to music, like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like, so
0: you just see some crazy, crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. So you, so boom, We just went to the Phase Two basketball court. <laughs> Beautiful. You can't see the ocean there, right? No, you can so, see, the, you see river. the river. It's like pretty much inland. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah, yeah. and it's where all the action was. And maybe one day will. And to this day, it exists. And maybe one day. People will appreciate it for the magic it had uh, yeah. uh, several years ago, and yeah. then and then <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that thanks Elon, thanks Elon, thanks Elon. Uh, we're just testing it out for him. You know, he's a nice guy. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. And when it's ready, when it's approved, it's not approved by the FDA, by the right, way. Not right. Right. Not yet.
1: We're,
0: we're experimentalists. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Put a put a price tag on it and, and the, sell and it. And the hot.
0: I like it. Hot tip was. Only eat animals you're willing to kill. Yeah.
1: Here's another hot tip. Here's another hot tip. I'll give you another hot tip that's really a hot tip that was passed on to me because it's something my mother, she used to say, I don't know if she necessarily said to me, but she would just say, and I just remembered. Yeah. And it it is, and I say, I tell stuff, and I tell people from time to time, there is power in the spoken word. And what I mean by that is, she used to say that in a certain context. And the context was, if you were saying something negative about yourself, especially when it's about yourself mm-hmm. or about your ability, she, to, she she used to stop you and say there's power in the spoken word. And what that means is if you keep telling yourself you can't do something, then you can't. You've given, you've bestowed power upon those words that you can't do it. If you tell yourself, fuck it, girls don't like me, or, or I'm ugly, or fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm whatever... Then, then it's true, because you've just given those words power by actually speaking it. There's power, it's just, she always used to say there's power in the spoken word. Like when you repeat something and you say something out loud, negative, especially about yourself, mm-hmm. you're giving that negative thing power. That power that it probably so didn't have before. You don't before. Have to
0: even say that out loud; you just think Exactly
1: that. right. Yeah, you can take you can take her words and take it another step to say it's like it's not just power in the spoken word. There's power in the thought word, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, how yeah. How
0: do you? I mean, how do you stop yourself?
1: I I don't know. You I mean, got the
0: habit, I guess, from your mom, cause she heard you and she was like, no, 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 which is good.
1: Right? Yeah. 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 Do you I, do
0: that to some people in your life? You just, just to yourself?
1: I or? tell people from time to time. If I hear someone say something negative about themselves or some other, like I'd be like, I I would say I would say those exact things. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, there's power in the spoken word. Yeah. 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 You are speaking into existence. What is not even there yet, but you're saying it, so you're going to make it true.
0: So the hot tip is, <laughs> basically it's like, hey, say the, say the positive things. Catch yourself before you say something negative. Or even if you say it, just recognize that there's power in that. Don't beat yourself down. If you say you're not going to be successful, then you're basically, you know, you're not going to be successful. Right, yeah. But if yeah. you say, hey, I'm a handsome... Kind-looking, great guy. I'm out there looking for my PB hottie, <laughs> and the PB hottie <laughs> will find me.
1: Right, right, right. And if yeah. I'm saying, oh, I'm not deserving of
0: that yoga body.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I tell people that from like I would, I would. Is this something I would say to people from time to time if I hear someone like being a little too negative or so? Or the other thing that I may do uh, from time to time is that like if I'm hearing someone complaining a lot about yeah. something. Like, while they're complaining, I would stop them and be like, now say one good thing about that situation.
0: Yeah.
1: Because a lot of times it's really easy to focus on the bad things about a situation. Like, yeah. when 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 you have a shitty day, it's really easy to focus on how whatever made that shitty day a shitty day. It's really easy to focus on that. But when you take a step back, the things that make a shitty day a shitty day... I usually, if you were to put it all together in a timeline, it's probably yeah. like two minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. it's yeah, 100%. like it's like fucking two minutes of your day. Then you the, let but, but ruin the rest of
0: your day. Your mind is focused on those exactly. two minutes. Exactly.
1: Miserable. Exactly. You just let two minutes dictate twenty-four hours by sixty. Twenty-four by sixty. I you know. just let two minutes dictate the rest of that. So
0: how do you? It happens to me. I'm doing a lot of mindfulness, like meditation now, where they teach you like, don't let yourself do that, but like I still have trouble catching myself and stopping myself.
1: I want to do the math twenty four by sixty, right? We have one thousand four hundred and forty minutes in a day, yeah, and if you let two minutes, fuck up your day, that's fucked up. right. That's how you should look at it. Look at it it like that. Like, am I going to let these two minutes ruin the next 1,300... No, 1,438 minutes? Right. Am I going to let that happen? And not to say that it's not justified. Sometimes, a bad two minutes or five minutes is justified to fuck up your day. Right? That's life. Imagine. Someone
0: calls you, it's like, your dad is dead. Right, right? right? Exactly.
1: So, but I think... If we were to ask that question every time something bad was to happen, we will probably focus on it less. So like right now, you just let it happen, right? Something bad happens and you say, fuck, it just ruined my day and you, you live right. with it. But if from every time from now on, when something bad happens, you're like, all right, that was a shitty five minutes. Am I going to let that shitty five minutes ruin the... Re- Is that five minutes worth the other 1,000 minutes I have in this day? Maybe the answer is yes, but I guarantee maybe about 90% of the times the answer is no. Yeah. And be like, oh, fuck it. I got a thousand minutes left. And I want (laughs) want, those 1,000 minutes, I want to be happy. Right, yeah. 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 Beautiful. So, yeah.
0: We've been here with Aaron Guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Brought to you by Nate Pavel, Nate Pavel on Twitter. So you don't have anywhere to. Well, go not sign really, up for not, classes not, for the uh,
1: CSU. Sanctuary. Yeah. Get those metrics up, baby. Yeah. CSUSM.edu slash EL. EL. What's the number program? Uh, our number one program is nursing, actually. You yeah. can do nursing? Yeah. Online? Yes. <laughs> we have an online RN to BSM program. So if you're a registered nurse and you're registered nurse but you don't have a degree in nursing got it we have an rn to bsn program that takes what if you,
0: you start from nothing but you can't do
1: it we have uh, so that we don't have um, um like a traditional from nothing nursing program online there's a face to face nursing program from nothing yeah, i think it has but, to be probably but no there are no. there are other institutions that do 100% from nothing nursing programs online but that-
0: what about going in and actually experiencing the patient experience? They
1: they, they do affiliation agreements with hospitals and clinics and stuff like that. So when those courses come where you have to do that, you, you get sent to a uh, hospital or clinic or health center in where Got you it. are and you work there. That's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, there are other places that do it 100% like that. You
0: think it's going to be the future? Like, what's the point of... The
1: it's already, it's not, not as if it's going to be the future. It's here.
0: Is it going to take over everything else?
1: It's not slowing down, yeah. yeah. It's already it's already here.
0: It's accelerating while the other side of the, you know, in-classroom training has is not growing as fast.
1: Right, I think... Um, I don't want
0: to do anything unless it's virtual.
1: Right, I think, st- I think students now want options of flexibility. So there's some students who want face-to-face traditional in class, but then there are other students who want hybrid. Yeah. They want to come to class sometimes, and then they want other stuff to be delivered online. Yeah. There are other students who just want everything online. They the want. There's some stuff. students who want accelerated programs. They're like, look... I know traditionally it takes two years to do your junior and senior year. I want to do that shit in one year. Yeah. Give me a program that can give me two years worth of work in one year. We have programs like that. Yeah. So I think the wave of the future when it comes to higher ed is providing options. Yeah. That's where it is. That's where we've become successful because the traditional stateside programming, they do things in a specific traditional way and we do everything else that's non-traditional. I
0: like it. Yeah. One last question. Do how's um, the data maybe AI affecting the higher ed business? I mean, I know for example, there's now every time you write an essay, they run it through the system. Turn it, it in. Stuff like that, yeah, and, you know that's one way. Obviously, it's affecting it. But uh, have you seen? Oh, you know, are you guys, when many people, using a lot of data? Are you where has the data come in? its strongest and like. Again, like AI systems, like yeah, which is being used, or so, are they being used?
1: Um, it's not being used um, heavily right now, and that's because academia is always way behind the corporate world, yeah. um, so they're still behind on that, but it's there is still a ton of data. Um, where I see the future of data, um, and, and how AI is going to use that data and higher education, in my opinion, the future of that is the AI. That can seamlessly blend the data between students' life outside of their personal life, uh-huh. their educational life, and their career life. Okay. And merging that. And the reason why I say that is because we, we education on the whole, not just education, society on the whole, treats those three things very separately. Yeah. It's yeah. like everyone has a personal life. And everyone has like an education span, right? Whether it is from K-12 or like um, a grad school or undergrad, whatever. And everyone has a career, some sort of career trajectory. And you kind of weave in and out of that as yeah. as you go through life. We treat those three things very separately right now. The AI that can blend that and realize that a, a person needs to be looked at from a holistic standpoint. Yeah. Whereas when if if I am in my personal life. Let's hypothetically speaking, if in my personal life, I am a single mother, right? And I wanted to start an RN to BSN program, a registered nurse, I want to get my BSN and I'm a single mother. And, um, but there's certain barriers for me as a single mother, starting my education and that yeah. right now, higher ed has no idea that this single mother exists and she wants to be in the BSN program. Higher ed doesn't know that higher ed only knows when she applies. But prior to applying, we don't know that the AI that can scrape her personal profiles, see what she's interested in, seeing the type of programs that would be suitable for her, given she has a kid, she probably needs, she probably has uh, needs a program that has a flexible schedule because she works nights sometimes. So for like that, so imagine you have an AI that knows the kind of career that she wants, her personal life, and then say, you know what, given your personal life, your and your career trajectory this is the program for you. And then now they blend career, personal, and hiring all in one.
0: So it's making that match more possible. Yes. Being able to analyze all the data. Yeah. Right now, you guys do marketing to outreach to... Right, we do marketing so and we and we whatever. wait
1: for the person to apply. Right. Right, we we, we market, we do Facebook ads, we do... Right. But Amazon's like,
0: oh, I know you want this. Right, that's, and you, and that's, that's where we need to get... Personalization, we need, recommendation.
1: Yes. We need to, instead of... Putting stuff out there and hoping that the right people see it. So many options. Right. Man. We want to, but we'll be able to say, imagine if we, this is going to sound creepy, but yeah. imagine if we could approach that, that lady and say, you know what? We know you are a single mother. You you need to have a program with flexibility. We know you want to get your BS and stuff for that. And we have a program exactly for you. Yeah, Like and put that right in front of her face and like like it's, yeah yeah that works that's yeah. one of the
0: best uses for everything that they do in all all data science and right. it's fascinating that it's just also the most important use case here. yeah
1: so I think interesting I think the entity that can merge the data between people's personal stuff people's yeah. career stuff and people's higher ed stuff into one big bucket and then sort of get intended the proper positive intended results out of all of that yeah I think... That's the winning one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Are there any, like, people in... Like, what are the big tech companies in the industry right now?
1: For higher ed? Yeah. I no, you know who's doing a lot in higher ed? LinkedIn. Oh,
0: yeah. They're doing a lot of the online courses. So LinkedIn
1: is doing do a lot in higher ed. And not only... None of the courses and stuff like that. If it's a company that... Who may stumble upon this first? It may be LinkedIn. Because what they're also doing is... They have, the are, data, yeah. they have data, They have and they're scraping... They are scraping the career trajectory. They couldn't... Because now they've been around for, what, 10, 15 years or whatever. Yeah. They have now seen people's entire careers. they have seen people who started on LinkedIn when they were just an undergrad. Yeah. To being... Right? So they've... So now, imagine if they were able right. to sort of grab all of that and be like, okay, we know... We've known you for the past 10 or 15 years and we've seen your trajectory. And... Because of everything else that we know in this world, we know that this is the perfect spot for you next. And they tell you that. Yeah. LinkedIn is
0: owned by Microsoft. So right. Like, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Microsoft so. Bill Gates money. Yeah, <laughs> baby. There's no worries. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I think LinkedIn could be a player in that space. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, AI being able to recommend personalized things using all data that's available. LinkedIn is in perfect position to do that. Yeah that's our answer there uh, we've been here in the podcast episode four four yeah Gino I remember he said <laughs> in, in the beginning <laughs> podcast episode four um, with the wonderful dear friend Aaron Guy. Guy. guy good guy Guy? guy guy guy,
1: guy, <laughs> guy. guy. Aaron guy just uh, a guy just a guy just a guy
0: we went to Trinidad we talked about higher ed and we talked about Baja um, and we had delicious whiskey from the Nico whiskey story the Pake Whiskey, pure malt, highly recommended. Um, From 1934 is when it was established. Um, Go to your local Vons. If you want to sponsor us, Nicker Whiskey, just give us a (laughs) dollar.
1: There we go. Thanks, bud. Yeah, man. Thank you.